Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Welcome back, Scott. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. How are you? Good, I'm good. And welcome back, Cindy. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a big day. <laughs> it is. We got Cindy two days in a row. I know. We must not have scared her off, so that's good. Just here to supervise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not exactly what I thought. Great. <laughs> Well, today I thought I would talk about um, just a different perspective that I have now. I've been uh, out of the Followers Church for about three years now, and mm -hmm. as we're recording this, and uh, that is about the same amount of time that I was at Followers after becoming a believer. Okay. So, um, I, I just was thinking a lot about the things that that I used to say at followers, that I used to believe when I was younger and, and into adulthood even. Um, things like, um, you know, believing we're the one right church, which meant we believe that everything outside of the followers of Christ church was the world. We believed. So it wasn't just the wrong church. It wasn't like we're the right church and everything, all other things are the wrong church. Like everything, churches and synagogues yep. and mosques and bars and whatever, all those people who are at wherever, yeah, everyone. Yeah, I really okay. got the idea. And, I, and again, I don't know if everybody at Followers believed this, but this is, okay. this is, my, this is my experience. And I, I didn't really think much differently about a bar or another church. I, I, just, I just didn't. Those might as well be the same thing to me. That's very interesting. I mean, yeah. growing up in a conservative church like I did, whoa, you thought about those things very differently, I'm just going to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I thought it would, um, I mean, we would, we would call people, anyone who didn't go to our church was a worldly person. That's, that's what we would call them. And uh, that did start to change. That started to bother some people at Followers later in my life, like the, the last few years that I was there especially, uh, people started really um, looking more into what what is a worldly person. And I thought it was interesting that people were starting to think it can't just be well, It's a probably follower. a good question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it I is. I mean, that's really the essence of the question you got to get to. Exactly. Is it defined by where you are on, you know, Thursdays or Sundays? Right. Or is it defined some other way. Yeah. 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 And I, I think um, the one place I think of is in 1 John uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 16. Uh, John says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. So I think, I think I would say that the Bible defines a worldly person as someone who 
seeks after those things. The um, who pursues the, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride of life. That those three things. If you're not doing that, right. necessarily you wouldn't maybe be a worldly person. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I, I think mm-hmm. um, I think that's the way the Bible defines it. Um, it it certainly isn't um, where you attend church. That right, it defines it in terms of desires. What do you really right. want in life? You know that I think that's a really important um, right. thing to keep in mind. What do you want? Right, and not not where you know, what organization are you part of, but mm-hmm. what do you want in life right. as a definition of a worldly person? Interesting. Yeah. And then um, the the other thing that this led to then was this idea that uh, it, it made me believe that this was the only safe place. Like this is where your kids would be safe. This is where um, your teenagers would be behaving better than the teenagers in the rest of the world. And so safety from what? I think I think safety. I actually think that I believed it was safety from sin. I, I think the okay. the temptation to sin. Yeah, I would yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 this this really became a problem for me as I became a teenager and realized I these temptations are still here. I I. Oh, I, go to the followers of Christ. I was church, thinking that sounded uh, pretty good, and I maybe should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but so, you're saying that's not didn't work that way exactly. No, but I, but then that left me again in this place where I didn't know what to do because I thought that's, mm. I thought everyone else then must be protected from these things, and I'm not. And or you're so where does that ca- put you're me? special case. And and then you pick up pretty quick. You're hanging around your friends and stuff, and you realize no, that we're. We're all the same, you know. We're the, you know, mm-hmm. but um, so it's so so so. In some respects, say you said safety from sin. You would probably, in terms that we were just talking about, safety from the world. Right, that the world wouldn't penetrate, and the and the desires would be different because you're there. Right. So it's a world. It it is related to this worldliness, kind of that way. Right. Okay. But if we think about the the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. I had all those desires, even going to the followers of Christ Church. I And I remember th- this was so offensive when I said it, uh, but I I said to someone in the family this, I've, I've been a worldly person my whole life going to this church. And Ooh. people did not like that, but that... That was just the truth to me. By, well, by it's, the, again, it's more of a definitional thing. Yeah, you were defining it like I had the desires of the flesh, the desires of um, the eyes, and the pride of life. Right, and they were saying, "No, you were on the inside, not the outside." So, by they right. would say, by definition, you weren't. You're right. saying, "No, by this definition, I was." Yeah, okay. it's a location. Thing. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I tried. To, I was trying to get my point across, and. And I wasn't doing it very well because all I did was drive this person to say, well, when I say a worldly person, I'm just talking about someone that doesn't go to our church. So they were, they were really clear about their definition yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. So, so we had that. And then we had um, this, I got this superiority thing. I, I felt like we were, um, in general, I felt like we were more uh, 
morally pure than the world. And, and I think the way I would do that was I would just pick the worst of the world and compare myself against that and say, oh, I'm better than that. I behave better than that. I, I go help people mm-hmm. on their houses. I go do this. I go do that. And, and we really, um, there would be conversations with friends and family where I, I think people really believed we were the only ones who did that for each other. We would go. Who helped each other out? Is that what you're? Yeah. We, community I, like that. Yeah. There was a long stretch of just <coughs> roofing houses. Just seemed like we were on somebody's roof every weekend, get, roofing a house. And it was always, always someone in the church. We'd, mm. And we'd have an army of guys up on the roof. We'd strip a roof off, put a new roof on, clean up. We'd be done on a Saturday with the whole thing. You have a new roof. And neighbors would come over and and comment, like, Wow. How amazing that is. Yeah. And, we, and, and instead of, I never one time thought we've glorified God by doing this or we made Jesus look good by doing this. I every time thought they're jealous of what we have. It, it was self-glorifying for mm. me. I, I, I had pride over well, it. I would admit if I need a roof— and I saw that happen next door, I would be jealous. Right. right. Yes. The sad thing is that nobody thought to then say to that neighbor, hey, why don't we come help you? You know, that wasn't even a thought because oh. it wasn't, wasn't part of our So, th- So sort of the, lo- the line from worldly and not worldly right. really didn't even get crossed to help somebody outside. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it before when there, if your mission – if your mission is not to go and make disciples, if you can't let anyone new come and you can't invite anyone to your church, what what would be the point of going and helping them to try to make Jesus look good, you know, to appeal to them and say, come and be a part of what we have? We, we weren't inviting anyone to come and be a part of what we mm-hmm. had. We were just... So for me, it just built my pride. I just started thinking I was... A better person than wasn't that one of the things? Yeah, <laughs> that's what, yeah. The, the pride of life. Yeah, mm. really, and okay. that and that was uh, really that was one of the devastating things that I knew. Like like I told you in my story, I mm-hmm. I just knew everything that I'd ever believed was now wrong. This was something I had to repent of. It mm. was uh, so. Well, I, I was thinking just um, I ended up reading in the Bible this morning. Of um, the of of the Apostle Paul, who, in all fairness, was morally superior, and he claimed to be moral morally superior. He said, "If anyone else thinks they have reason to, for confidence in the flesh, I have more. I'm circumcised the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, persecutor of the church, as the righteousness of the law, blameless." But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it's there are some things that are maybe more important than being morally superior. Yeah. At least Paul thought so. Yeah. And and then the other the other part of it was that uh, the 
kind of the purity of our kids. You know, that mm. that was something that um, we just believed that we had and nobody else had. And, and you can only come up with these things if you've never been on the other side of the wall. You know, if you've never been outside those doors like, like we have now, I'm not smarter than anybody at followers now. I've just, I just have both perspectives. I've been there and now I've been here. Um, I, I'm not, they would see the same thing if, if they were where I am. It's, um, we are not, um, we don't have the, 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 the market cornered on purity for our kids. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we've seen, um, we've seen youth group and things like that where there are, there are kids that are great kids that we've mm-hmm. got to see and be around. And, but if you, if you stay just isolated and tell yourself that everything else is bad, then you're never going to see those things. And so I just, that's just one of the things I want people to know. Like if, mm. if someone was thinking, I don't really, I feel like I'm a worldly person, even though I go to this church like I did. I like I'm caught up on the pride of life, and mm-hmm. um, but they're scared for what will my kids do? Will my kids have any friends? Will my kids uh, find a girlfriend? Whatever. Um, I don't. That's such a. Um, it's such a false belief that they have there that that's the only place that's safe for your kids. Okay. And so it's that's just something that um, is really scary for people that are there uh, with teenagers and young kids. Now, I mean, would you would you recommend that what people go outside and take a look, or I mean, as far as that being a thing that keeps people tied up is there i mean yeah i well for one thing and that that might be a good segue to the next point i was going to bring but um one of the thoughts are that people think at followers you believe when someone leaves they're just going to try and pull more people out they're they're just going to try to get more people to leave and so i before i answer your question i just want to say that um leaving followers just to leave followers, there's no benefit to that in, in mm-hmm. my mind. That I, I don't see any point in just leaving followers. I want to encourage people to look for the truth in the Bible. I want to encourage mm-hmm. people to follow Jesus. And then to answer your question, I'm talking about putting your trust in Jesus to overcome those fears of the unknown. Um, I'm just thinking of a a scripture in Joshua, um, they, they're going to cross the Jordan into the promised land and they send the ark out and they tell them to stay some distance back so that they can see the ark, which is the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, because you have not gone this way before. So I, I think the point is when you have to go away that's unknown that you have not gone before, to keep your eyes set on the Lord. So I, I think it's follow Jesus and trust in Jesus. And, and, just, and I'm just trying to encourage people that 
you don't have, it's not as scary as you've made it out to be in your mind or as, as I made it out to be. So you're saying follow mind. Jesus and don't worry about those other things. It, it'll yes. work out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it isn't. I guess that's, that's a little bit of what I wanted to make sure I didn't hear. I mean, I wasn't right. hearing you say, oh, give it a try or take a look or, no. you know, and try and emphasize. You're just saying that's not what you're after at all. It's just really want to continue to encourage people to follow Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. there's, there's no point in just, just leaving there just to leave there. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Um, so, yeah, to that, um, I, I, was, I was told recently that, uh, you know, people used to leave the church and just leave us alone. And, and I, that is, um, that is the opposite of what I'm doing with this podcast, really. I mean, if I'm trying to do this in a way where, you know, I'm not, I'm not sending the signal into people's homes. You have to click on it if you want to listen to it. You're not going to force anybody to listen. Yeah, I can't make anyone. Yeah, but um, it's, it's being done out of love. I'm not trying to ruin a place. I'm trying to encourage people to follow Jesus. That's it. And it's I just being done out of love is what yes, yes. I, I just want them to yeah. know um from someone who has done it. Like I'm on this side of it and I know the truth of both. And I just want to encourage people that um there's it's worth seeing the other side by looking to the Bible for the truth. That, mm-hmm. That's really what, what it's about, and following Jesus, like you said. It's, um, well, I think, I think it's important that you say that. I mean, because I, I don't want to be skeptical, but I hear, I mean, I'm looking across the table at you behind the microphone saying that uh, people try and talk people out of leaving, and here you've got a microphone in front of you. But it's... Um, right. You know, I mean, I think it's different. You, you don't have a vendetta right. against followers. That's not what's happening here. Right. Right. I mean, you're not going after them to go after them. You're, you you want to love them enough to say, here's the truth. I think you should consider it. Right. You know, more or less. And right. I, I, I guess it's, I, I hope that people will give you the benefit of the doubt on that, that you're just um, really kind of telling your story and, it, you know, um, these are steps you took and you're um, satisfied with the steps. Yeah. And it's that, that I think is really all you're saying. I mean, you're not really trying to <clears throat> make anything harder on anybody or worse for anybody or worse for the whole group. It's just, you know, you, you want people to consider really Jesus. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I've I've had conversations with enough people when I was still there that I know there are so many people that um, they're not happy with the way things are there. They're not um, feeling like it's even right the way things are there. But they the the conversation usually is I need to be shown where to go before I can leave here. Like I I need to know what I am supposed to do before I can stop doing this that I, that I have doubts about. So that, that's part of it for me, I think, is to just reassure people and mm-hmm. um, tell you, you don't. Um, I mean, some of the comments were that 
you can't have it both ways or you're looking for an easier way. And um, it's, it's not about that. It's not about just um, leaving because you believe a different doctrine, like you want to go to the doctor. You know, they, they, we don't do medical treatment at mm -hmm. followers. So it isn't about just leaving because you want to go to the doctor. I'm talking about um, the answers that we didn't know we could find there. You can find them in the Bible. And it will show you that there is, it is safe to leave without being told exactly where to go. And, you know, I mean, I would say that you, pro I mean, you probably wouldn't say it's easier either. I mean, I think that, I think that probably needs to be said either. Just because, yeah. just because you pursue Jesus, pursue the truth, won't make it easier. No. I mean, even if, even if that's the accusation, that, oh, you just want it easier, it just isn't easier. No. I mean, I'm, that's a very hard. I, I was going to say, maybe I'm reading your situation you. different, yeah. differently, but I think that's the case. But then you have. Then you have Jesus, and you know Jesus, and he helps you through the whole thing. So mm -hmm. that's where that comfort comes in, mm -hmm. and I think that's what it is. We love so many people there, and we just mm -hmm. we would love them to get to experience what we get to experience. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah. And then so I just would say we we try to tie a song in here each time and, and apply it, and I would say that even if, even if all the things that we claimed to be true, even if our kids were the only safe ones, even if we were kind of morally superior, even if we were the ones at followers that were the only ones who were not worldly people because of where we went to church, I still think that's not worth putting your hope and your faith in. And and the, the song... The solid rock uh, came to mind, and the first verse says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And so I just think with the even if you did have this euphoria that I had created in my mind, and even if that really was real. Which would be the sweetest frame. Is that which would be saying? the sweetest yeah. frame. I'm saying don't, it, it's still sinking sand. Anything less than the blood of Jesus and the righteousness of Jesus is sinking sand. Well, and it, you know, on Christ the solid rock is sand, I mean, it's, it, and I would say this to anybody in any organization, if it's on church, the solid rock I stand in, church isn't that solid. I mean, I've right. seen a lot of them. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's not the way that works. It's going right. to work on Christ and not somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And so if that's not the, if that's not the focus, then everything else is sinking sand. And I, I do love that more people are thinking about um, what does it mean to be a worldly person. I think that's mm -hmm. a huge question to be asking and really keep looking into that because I, when I looked into it, I found that I had been a worldly person and it didn't matter uh, the church that I went to. So, anything else to add? I think that's probably good. All right. Well, thanks again. Uh -huh. Thank you. 
Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.